Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to take a second to let you guys know why we've been away for so long. There's been some personal stuff that has come up. Unfortunately, this last couple months are very personal to myself due to some situations that happened a year prior uh, in my family. So that's been a slowdown. The other slowdown is what's going to be explained in this episode, uh, which you may have kind of deduced from the title of the episode. It does have to do with Luke. And because of that, he has been unable to edit the podcast. And that has been now my duty. And I'm not good at it. So it has been taking a little bit longer to get the episodes done. But we do have some episodes previously recorded that I am currently in the process of editing. And this is the first one that we figured we would get out to you guys. But we will continue to do the podcast. We are sorry for the long delay. But we still want to do this and we still hope that you guys are willing to listen to us. So sit back and enjoy this episode and uh, we'll get right into it. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back just one week later to the Know Nothing Nerds podcast. I am one half of the Know Nothing Nerds, joined as always every single week, every week, Mr. Twitch. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty damn good. That's good to hear. That's very good to hear. Since it's only been one week, uh, how, how, how's, how's the week been? This uh, this week uh, has been very long. If it's only been one week, it's felt like a, it's felt longer, right? It's felt like it's felt like a little like bit, two months or something, maybe. Jeez, this is the longest sounds... week I think I've ever had. It's, it's, it's been a recorded. long, long week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you though. I'm really excited for next week. Yeah, we oh yeah. Oh, next week's gonna oh, yeah. be a lot of fun when we record. Oh, it's gonna um, be great. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say before we get into the reason why there's been a little bit of a delay in uh, us putting out content, um, uh, we should probably just kind of like say what new things we've kind of discovered recently. Um, because I actually got a couple that I'm pretty stoked to talk about. Well, for the sake of time, how about you just jump into it and, and let us know what you've been doing? I've been watching a ton of YouTube during this uh-huh. quarantine, um, and I've been getting reintroduced it. One of the things that I got introduced to through YouTube is a sport that I think if I get myself in better shape, lose about 100 pounds, um, and able to do like be able to carry about 60 to 70 pounds worth of gear on my back and be able to do short burst running energy, like just kind of like short burst of energy and then yeah, smooth out um, is a sport called para motoring. It's basically yes. taking a paragliding and strapping a giant fan to your back and using that to fly around. And just for those of you who, because who, it, it kind of sounded a little bit off to me as well, uh, he said fan, not van. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. Strapping yeah. A van fan, to your yeah, I'm not strapping a van. Um, that would be counterproductive. I might take a van to uh, carry ah. the fan down to the yeah. park to fly around. Um, yes, that might happen. Yeah, but uh, I was introduced to this paramotor YouTuber named Tucker Got, T U C K. E-R-G-O-T-T. Um, and I fell in love. The first video I watched, I think it was him flying around Iceland. And I was like, I want to do that. Immediately, it was like, I want to do that. That's so cool. I love uh, adrenaline junkie type stuff. But unfortunately, because of my asthma, I can't do some of those adrenaline junkie type stuff. Um, right. Uh, I can't do a whole lot of climbing up the mountains and stuff or taking an airplane and jumping out of it might be a little bit risky for me because of the altitude and stuff. 
but paragliding or paramotoring is definitely a possibility. Um, it's once you get up in the air, you're just like, just flowing with the wind because you're going kind of with the way that the wind wants you to go, but you have control over direction and stuff. Um, but it looks absolutely fascinating. Um, so that's something that like, I I'm making a mandate here, something that I'm going to use the podcast to keep me basically sticking to my guns. I'm making a promise to our listeners that over the next year, I'm going to drop the pounds and I'm going to get to the point where I can actually do the training to do paramotoring. And then you'll be able to record a podcast episode about it. And we're going to do a know nothing, a new experience with that. Yes. So I'll take you on the journey of what it took to get me to that point um, eventually. Which ultimately, that's probably going to be the next know nothing, new experience that we're going to have. Possibly, possibly. And it's it's a year down the road, so I got some time to get it all taken care of. And uh, I'm really excited about it. The other thing that uh, I got introduced to is seeing as how like I I don't technically have a job right now. I'm doing work, yeah. but it's not like paid work. Like I'm doing work for the podcast. I'm doing my writing and stuff, but that's only fills up so much of my day. And then the other option that I have for the rest of the day is watch stupid videos on YouTube or <laughs> watch movies. You could watch Avatar The Last Airbender on Netflix that just came out the other day. M. Night put it seasons. on there. He put it up there. Ugh, ugh. Uh, I, I will get to it. I did say that. Um, plus, we have to bring Carson on for that because he's a huge uh, Avatar fan. So, um, so we'll eventually do that. I will watch the episodes. Um, yes, but I need something else to like keep myself active and stuff. So. I pulled the trigger, I got lucky, and I found an Oculus Quest, yes. um, which is the standalone VR headset. You don't have to have a PC for it, and it's comparable. Like, it's, uh, it doesn't have enough, it doesn't have as much power if you had a PC connected to it, so you can't a- get access to, like, some of the, like, Steam games, which are huge. Like, I wish I could play the Half-Life, new Half-Life game that came out. I've been hearing incredible things Me about too. It. it looks gorgeous. It does. It really um, does. And I love the world of Half-Life. It's probably my favorite PC first-person shooter game of all time. No kidding. Oh, yeah. I played the hell out of that in high school. Um, but I bought it, and it's it's beyond what I expected. Um I had one of those cheap $20 VR headsets that you put your cell phone in and it was, it was trash. Like, (laughs) uh, I still have it. It's collecting dust. I used it once or twice and that was about it. It can't compare like using your mobile for, for, Oh my goodness. It's insane. As soon as I put that headset on, like I was flabbergasted with the, just the menu screen. (laughs) Like, it felt like I was in a totally new room. I wasn't in my room. It had depth, um, and it just blew me away. And then I pulled up YouTube because I just kind of wanted to see what it was like. And I watched a video on YouTube that was the size of a small movie theater screen. Yep. And it blows my mind because the actual screen uh, that you're seeing is probably the size of a large cell phone, but because of the mechanics that go into it and the technology that goes into it, like you're literally transported to a whole nother dimension almost. Um, and it is mind blowingly cool. I did end up buying the two big games on one of them is the super hot, the virtual. Yeah. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Such a weird name for that game. I, I, I don't understand where the name come from. Um, but then also bought beat saber, um, I've never been good at those music type games, but for some odd reason, this one clicked with me and I'm actually not terrible at it. Um, and it gets you, it gets you sweating. Does it? You, it does. You like getting into it? I, I'm getting into it. It keeps me active and I love that. So I have another way to help kill, uh, kill off some of those calories. Um, but yeah, so those are the two big things that I've been getting into paramotoring and uh, VR, oh, yeah. which I never thought... Like, I knew eventually I'd probably dive into VR at some point, but 
I didn't know it was going to be as good as it is. So I'm pretty stoked about that. So I'm not, I'm not jumping on the VR train just yet. Yeah. Um, I, I had made that decision like when Oculus and PlayStation VR and all of the, the VR like had just started, I was like, I'm waiting. Uh, and I, I don't know if I'll ever get into VR in my lifetime. Cause I, I want it to be at the level that the Oasis is at. Okay. Yes. Before yeah. I even, before I buy my first VR. Yeah. Cause like where it's at right now is like, we went to a VRcade and, um, it, it's just, it is mesmerizing. Yep. I think it's just my expectations for what VR could be. Uh-huh. Uh, and kind of like holding out until it is at that point. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm like, I don't need like haptic suits or anything like that. I'm just saying like, I want an omnidirectional treadmill. I want to like actually be moving in the world. Yeah. Yep. Um, and gloves instead of controllers. Yes. Cause totally. like even with VR, you are so limited. I feel with gloves, especially when two of those buttons have to be used for movement. Yep. Yep. So I, I think I think a glove um, with like some buttons on the back of like on the back of the hand. Uh-huh. So like if you had to interact, you could like cross your hands together yeah. and like poke around on your wrist or something like that. But I, I think I think gloves f- simulating hand movement is going to be the game changer for that. Yes. But once they have that and then like physical movement in the world, that's that's when I'll buy into it. And I think that I th- my my opinion on it is that the way that the worlds are set up, the way that it's it's different. You're definitely missing that tactile side of things. Yeah. But it does make you pretty immersed in the world. And even though you don't have full peripheral vision in there, it does a pretty good job of like once you get into that box... You're, you're in, in it, it and you kind of like get used to the binocular effect because at first it feels like you're looking through a set of binoculars. Um, but once you get used to that, you kind of like get into that world. And I've had moments where I get freaked out because something's coming at me. Like when I'm playing super hot and I see a bullet whizzing towards me, like it freaks me out. <laughs> and another point in, uh, in super hot was, uh, I fell off a building and when I fell off the building, I literally like started like crouching down. My legs went jello. Yeah. And I almost like went to the floor, literally almost like fell to the floor. So at the VR arcade, um, that's like your, uh, like your, uh, your hazing. Yeah. So the first thing you have to do in that game in, in the VR arcade is you put the headset on uh, and then there's a game where you literally just jump off a building. Yeah. So the graphics are insanely cool. They're very realistic and nice. Yep. And you spawn in this office building, and it has some things that you can interact with. So the VRcade guy will be like, "Okay, pick up that glass," and you like walk over there. So show they like show you how you move around and whatnot. And then he's like, "Okay, walk toward that window." And you walk toward the window, and there's like a plank. <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, yeah. step out onto the plank." And so you step out on the plank and like as soon as you do that, it, like just this unadulterated fear. Yeah. Like fills yeah. you. And then he says jump and you're like, oh my God. Like it's it's so it is very it's it's very realistic even now. I do want to get there's a plank game. I can't remember what it's called. It's somebody's plank experience. And it's it's got a multiple things, but like one of the big things is that you walk out on a plank and you're overlooking a city street and if you fall off that plank like it feels like you're actually falling and one of the things people do is they actually get uh, a block of wood a plank and they'll actually like balance on it in the real world oh my god and like once you step off like it will simulate that little drop will like even trigger like more of that brain chemistry of like, oh shit, I'm really falling. I'm actually falling off this thing. I'm actually falling. I kind of want to get it, but the game's a little pricey. I think it's like 14 bucks. And I'm like, just for that little experience, I don't think it's worth the money. That's the, that's, that's fair. That's the other part is that the games are a little bit pricey, but you can find some good deals. I found a couple of good deals. Um, 
that can give you some of that experience. Um, and luckily they've unlocked the quest to where you can connect it to your computer still and download other games on it that are outside of the Oculus server, as long as they're compatible. That's cool. So I've been experimenting with a few of those. That's my side of things. So uh, what's been going on with you, buddy? Um, Well, there's one main thing. Okay. Which is probably in the title of this episode it's probably in the title i'm pretty sure that people are curious right now what the hell this episode is about yeah so i'm not going to talk about that Uh, (laughs) i've been watching the office okay um and it has been very fun yeah um i've been for for obvious reasons that i'll expand upon in a minute uh i've been kind of in need of some like lighter heart hiddenness okay in my life uh, and so I was originally like, when I thought of this, I was like, oh, I'm going to use um, my my recovery time to like watch Game of Thrones or like read Game of Thrones. And I've been reading a ton of books right now uh-huh. um, because I've had the time. But I have found myself being like, I think I need something a little more lighthearted, at least pre-operation. Yeah. Um, and so I've been watching The Office to 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 combat that. And it's it's the funniest show in existence, dude. Like, okay, what the hell? Yeah. You, uh, do you remember a conversation that we had previous episode, like way back, about talking about comedies and how you don't like them? I do. And one of the big examples was the fact that you didn't like The Office because it's just watching <laughs> people at work. Yeah. What the hell happened? That's like, what the it, hell? It's like it, that's the only thing I desire right now <laughs> is just watching people at work. So yeah, I, I, I can't explain it. I think it's, I think it's just like the I think it's just like the sick mindset. You know what I mean? Where like yeah, kind of your mindset on some things change only because like I think your body's just craving some like yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, and it's also like a show that I can watch without like investing much into. Like I can check my phone during it and, and just kind of like I can like walk out into the kitchen and get ice if I need to and things like that. But uh, but The Office has been like my big show that I have been watching. And, and I'm on season five of like crushed through. Damn. The Damn. Um, and it's it's very, very funny. It is hilarious. Um, I. That's so funny because you were saying like you could not understand how people could get into it because it's just watching people work. And I totally get it now. And now you get it. Uh, it's That's so funny to me. that it, That's mind-blowingly funny. Maybe you can give Letter Kenny a second chance now. I, I would be willing to. You'd be willing to. Um, I, I, I will say this. I love The Office. I think it's hilarious. Um, the... Jim and Dwight uh, feud is great. Yep. I absolutely adore that. Uh, it's fantastic. I'm not a huge fan of Michael Scott. Oh. I think he's good, but I think he's just, it's too much. I love the play between Jim and Dwight so much more. Um, but I do think that I th- like Parks and Rec as that type of show. Yeah. Miles better than The Office. Um, And I think that's a pretty fair, fair statement to make because there's a lot of people that probably prefer one over the other. Right. Just by like a little bit because they're both really funny. They're both in a similar universe. I don't think they ever did a crossover. I think that would blow people's minds too much. Um, (laughs) That would have done them in a bit too much. Like, what? What the hell? Leslie Nope and Michael Scott, same room together? What the hell? Going head to head, yeah. That's so awesome. Um, So you're five seasons in already. Yeah, I'm five seasons in. Are you watching like, uh, like, like a bunch of episodes right in a row of each other? Are you taking a break in between? Uh, yeah, no, like a bunch of episodes in a row. Gotcha. Um, like I'd, I'd go so far as to say like a season in a row, uh, <laughs> only because like I'll sit down to ice and until the ice melts, I'm sitting on the couch. Gotcha. And so like, I'll, I'll watch like a good 10 episodes in one sitting. Gotcha. Um, 
just because and that's the other thing like they're 22 minutes and if yep. you skip the title sequence it's it's even shorter so yeah yeah it's, they're uh, very bite-sized yeah yeah incredibly bite-sized and i'm not used to that kind of television either yeah uh and and just because of all this my sleep schedule has been so out of whack that it just really supports that like whenever i'm awake and not in the mood to read i'm watching the office like gotcha those, those are like the two things that i've been doing right now um the reason that I have had to be doing all of these things, uh, as was quoted in the title, um, is because uh, I broke my clavicle. Yikes. Yes. Yes, yes. Do you care to explain how this uh, breaking of the clavicle happened? By making the most incredible frisbee catch <laughs> of my entire career. I mean, they're going to be talking about that catch for for years. It's to come. it's going to be it's going to go down in his in the history books of uh, uh, ultimate frisbee or frisbee golf. It's, was it frisbee golf or ultimate frisbee? It was ultimate. It's one for the books. That's that's all I'll say uh, about the catch itself. But yeah, that's what did me in. Um, it was it was a mistake, uh, and yeah. I'm I'm fine as you may have guessed from just like the first half of this episode. Uh, yeah, my, he's my... able to speak. Uh, you know, he can't use his fingers. Uh, his uh, penis is broken, um, but uh, he can speak at least, right? At least I can speak. Yeah, I'm in the full body <laughs> cast, but I can still speak. No, I'm. Uh, I I I wore a sling for two days, uh, and okay. I, I'm not wearing a sling anymore. Um, like the first two days that I had the break, I couldn't move my right arm like at all. Yeah. Uh, and now I have almost, I'd say, seventy-five percent of my movement back. Okay. Um, like I can eat with it now. I brush my teeth at night with it. Um, I can like scratch my head and, and things like that. It's like sudden movements that will still kind of tweak it a little bit. Yeah. Yep. But um, but yeah. So I am getting surgery tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow morning, pretty early morning. I'm coming up on like, I'm coming up on 12 hours <laughs> until I'll be getting my surgery. Um, when, uh, when they say you're cut off for uh, food is eight o'clock or is it midnight? Early? Midnight is midnight. Uh, got, wow. They're giving you to midnight. Uh, yeah. Usually yeah. they want you to cut off at least eight hours prior to the, uh, uh, check-in. Um, yeah, so I'll be so. checking in five and a half hours after that cutoff. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, it's interesting. It's 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 it doesn't seem like it's going to be like the most serious surgery in the world. Um, uh-huh. Clavicle breakage in Colorado is very common. Yeah. Um, they have a ton of of things in place for that. It's also like one of the quickest bones to heal. Yes. Uh, I've learned a lot from this whole process. And usually it's one of those breaks that they really can't do much about. They just kind of have to let the body, like anything that's in that collarbone area, if something breaks in that area, they pretty much just kind of have to like say it's got to heal on its own. Yeah. Yeah. So they are operating um, strictly for the sake of longevity. Um, So I could just as easily not get surgery and I'd probably be all back to normal in about a month. Um, but I might develop kind of a, a, um, a disfigurement in my shoulder. It would kind of like forever be a little shorter on the right side than it is on the left. Okay. Um, and that could come with like some spinal issues cause I'll be yep. sitting at a weird angle. It may continue to give you some sort of aching pain yep. over time, um, because you're unbalanced essentially. Uh, exactly. I've had to deal with stuff like that, not in the collarbone area, but other areas of the body. So, yeah. So I, I asked my surgeon today cause I, I kind of just got out of a meeting with him and I was like, so what's like, what's the, what's the deal if I, you know, decide not to get surgery and then 10 years from now things get really messed up and I need surgery. He's like, it's going to be a lot less fun to operate then yep. than it will yep. be if we do it tomorrow. So I was like, yeah, we, we operate tomorrow. So this is going to be like my first time going under, first time doing surgery. So this is the very first time for you? Yeah. I, uh, Me going to sleep has always been like a me thing where I, yeah. I'm like, all right, <laughs> it's time to go to sleep. So I've never had anyone else dictate that for me. Uh, even like, even in my Taekwondo days, like Krav Maga sparring, I would spar at like state championships and I've never once been knocked out. 
Oh, damn. A little bit of a humble brag there, but that's all to say that like this is going to be a first-time experience for me, for sure. Yeah. How much did they kind of prep you on, and how much do you not know still about what is gonna, what the process is going to be tomorrow? Like what is what I have to do or what they're going to do? What they're going to do. So I know everything that they're going to do. Okay. And uh, my surgeon kind of outlined risks and benefits. And so if, 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 if you guys are kind of like medical... Uh, sensitive um you might want to just like skip forward the next like two minutes i'll make it quick um so i fractured the bone into three different pieces uh one of those pieces is just kind of floating around so they're going to remove that yep and then there's two pieces that have slid on top of each other that's the only reason they're operating is because those two pieces slid on top of each other yeah so all they have to do is make a small incision they have to slide the bone fragment out from under where the main part of my clavicle is Mm -hmm. realign it. And then they're going to put a a metal plate in it that will be there forever. Oh, it's going to, they're going to keep it in there. Huh? Yep. 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 Ooh, that's going to make a body scans tricky. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting with that. But um, there are two nerves that run right along that part of my uh, collarbone. They're going to snip those and they're going to put a uh, numbing patch in so that will they'll feel no pain. Okay. And the numbing patch will just kind of dissolve over the next like five years. Uh-huh. Uh, and then that's that's it. I'm going to be I'm going to be asleep for an hour and they're going to be operating for about 45 minutes. That's going to be quick for you. Um, yeah. Yep. It's it's going to be crazy because unfortunately I've had uh, more than a fair share of surgeries. <laughs> In my lifetime. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to see how you feel after. I, like, wish that we could, I could be there when you wake up in the recovery. Um, what, what I can promise you at least is if I think of it, I will record, like, a little voice memo. Okay. That we can put in during, like, the halftime where I just talk about, like, what I'm feeling and things like that. That would be hilarious because this is what happened for me when I've ever had surgery. Uh, I go in, do, do the whole check-in. They get me in the gown. They get me in the bed. The anesthesiologist comes in and they give yep. you a shot of basically uh, Xanax or whatever. Yeah. Or they give you a Xanax. Sometimes they give you a pill to bring down your anxiety if you have some. Which I which will. I rarely do. You might <laughs> if yeah. this is your first one. Yeah, I told the, I told him that today. I was like, "There's gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on edge tomorrow." So they give you the pill or the shot, what whichever one. Um, the anesthesiologist, uh, comes in and they give you the big dose. Yeah. Um, usually the one that's really starting to put you out and then they take you back to the, uh, surgical room and then they put the mask on you, which is to help a, it's pumping in oxygen, but it's also pumping in, uh, laughing gas. I think the sleepy stuff, sleepy stuff. And they have you count back from 100. Why they do 100 <laughs> is beyond me because I have never gotten past 98. <laughs> it's like, just do 10. Like, if by God, you could probably even do five. Like, if, I'll, if, get to, I'll get to four, like halfway through four and be like, and you're, and you're done. <laughs> and I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Once that happens, once you go in and you're out, all of a sudden, Time just condenses. Yeah, it's like no time has ever like passed, and you're 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 counting down, and then suddenly you're leaving the hospital, and suddenly I'm in the recovery room, and I'm just like, what, what, why didn't you do the surgery? And they're like, oh, it's already over. We we did everything, and it's like it's been like twenty seconds, man. I was just counting down from a hundred. I I just put on the mask. I was just counting down from a hundred. I got to ninety eight. Like. You got to let me finish. What what's going on? Yeah. And they're like, "Nope, it's it's all taken care of. Uh your adenoids are out, your tonsils are out, your nose is fixed, your eyeball is whatever the surgery was for for me." So it's 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 going to be interesting what your experience is compared to how mine have been. So I'm really interested yeah. if that time condenses for you feels like nothing ever happens and then the other thing that's always funny is you see it a lot of the times people that do the 
uh, post yeah. wisdom teeth videos and the people are like talking like all kinds of crazy shit. That's never really happened to me that I'm aware of. Um, but at the same time, like you're not really in like a weird yeah, blackout yeah, yeah. zone post surgery. You're not all there. That's obviously why right. you're not going to be able to drive home and stuff. Um, somebody else has got to drive you home, but, uh, that's where some wacky shit sometimes happens. Um, your brain is just like firing so many different things. It mixes like old memories with like dreams and shit. And it just kind of like cascades <laughs> out and you get some weird stuff. What uh, that's so like. it'll be interesting to see, uh, is, is your mom taking you or is it your, uh, my mom's going to take me only she's, she's the only one allowed in. Like I can't uh, because of COVID there's no one else. Like I can't bring anyone else. No one else could have brought me. That's that, that makes total sense. So definitely like Friday, ask your mom, like when you're finally like out of it, totally, you might come fully out Tomorrow of it evening. Yeah. Probably later in Thursday, but you're yeah. going to be so <laughs> fucked up you're not going to be able to concentrate on a damn thing like you may watch the office tomorrow but you're gonna have to go back and rewatch those episodes i guarantee yeah i'll like uh, tomorrow morning tomorrow <laughs> friday morning i'll like wake up and be like how am i on season six like what <laughs> wait what happened to jim and uh yeah yeah, yeah. And what's her bucket uh yeah so yeah definitely double ch- <laughs> like Double check with your mom and uh, see if she could tell you, like, if there was any crazy stuff. Any, any you, anecdotes, yeah. Any anecdotes, if you weren't. Yeah, if I if I have the presence of mind, uh, I will absolutely, uh, I'll absolutely record some, some little bit. So, is this clavicle breaking? Is this, like, one of the worst injuries that you've ever had, or... So, that's what's funny. This will be the last thing we answer, and then we're going to take a break, and... Uh, for you guys, it's going to feel like surgery because we're going to come back from the break and we're going to continue talking uh, post-surgery, um, but we are going to stop stop uh, recording today uh, after this little bit. But So this has by far been the most serious injury I've ever had. Okay. Um, I have broken my... I broke three metacarpals in my hand, but that was literally like they strap a cast on me. I was in a cast for, I think, six weeks. Uh, like it was a bad break, but there was no cause for surgery. Nothing was wrong. Uh, and ever since then, like my, uh, my right, uh, middle finger, ring finger and pinky finger are, are a little bit webbed. Like they like to just hang out stuck together. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But other than that, there's been no like long term <laughs> effect of that. Yeah. So then the next serious injury that I've had is, has been this. Okay. Um, but to, to, to give it to you straight, this is going to be the first time, like I go into an ER. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, and like, this is coming from the guy who like does backflips on skis yeah, and like, yeah. I, I, I never really took it easy uh-huh. in, in, in life. And, uh, this is going to be the most serious injury that I've ever had. But what's strange about it is that I've had, like, headaches that have hurt worse than this has. That's even funnier. That's crazy. Uh, the first day this happened, so so it happened on Wednesday, so it's been exactly a week now since this since I broke the bone. And on Thursday, I went to see the doctor and, you know, figured out that we're probably going to pursue surgery, and they prescribed a drug for me. They prescribed an oxy for me. Uh-huh, yep. And I, I didn't pick it up. Yeah. Um, just because like the pain just hasn't been, hasn't been a thing. You may, you may have like a pretty high pain threshold too. Um, so that could be, I think what it is for me is that my fear of pain is higher than the actual pain itself. Okay. Okay. I was, I've always been kind of afraid about like breaking a collarbone. Uh huh. Cause I was like, God, like I'd sometimes like feel my collarbone and be like, that is such a, like a brittle. Oh, it is. Yeah. Bone, and oh, it's right next yeah. to the neck. Yeah. And I was like, God, that would just, that would just about kill me. Yeah. And, uh, and so lo and behold, I do it. And it was like, it felt like when I hit the ground, I hit the ground on my shoulder and I felt and heard it break. Like I knew it as soon as I hit the ground, I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Yep. But it was nothing more than that. Ha. Huh. 
that's uh that's pretty that actually when it sometimes when it happens and stuff you go into the adrenaline shoots in so you yeah. won't feel it but the fact that like even after the fact after the adrenaline obviously is worn off yeah uh, and the endorphins that you still didn't really feel a whole lot of pain that's a pretty cool thing it's it, the the human body is fascinating. It is extremely fascinating, especially when it comes to that type breakage of stuff. and injury, breakage yeah, and injury and how people react and what's the after effects. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. It, it's going to be interesting to see what that pain feels like post surgery for you. Yeah, because sometimes what happens is when they go in to do the surgery. And they start messing around with all that tissue and everything. It ends up swelling up, and the pain uh-huh. can even be. It can be more severe than the pain that you felt before. That was actually like, breakage. Before yeah. Breakage. Um, yeah. So you might, you might be in a lot of pain. Um, possibly not tomorrow. Maybe late, late tomorrow afternoon. Could be in the wrong run. In the wrong long run, yeah. Um, but Friday you might feel it more so, um, that day. So, but we'll find out, uh, when we come back from the break, we will find out when we come back from the break. Uh, we're going to do, we'll do something different. Here's what we'll do. Um, we're going to cut to an ad. If you hear like a recommendation or something classic, then, then it's the break. If not, we might cut away to just the recording that I take tomorrow. Yeah. It'll be one of those two. Looking forward to it. Uh, Looking forward to seeing you on the other side, brother, or hearing you on the other side. Uh, So, yeah. Thank you, sir. I will see you on the other side. All right. We'll be back after uh, one day and short break. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We'll see you guys in just a second. (laughs) For this week's recommendation, I'm recommending a short documentary on YouTube. It's on the channel Yes Theory. It's uh, three guys that are willing to step outside of the comfort zone and do crazy things. It's a pretty good channel, but specifically the documentary, Finding the Lost Largest Pyramid in the World. It's a documentary about them going to Guatemala and locating this lost pyramid uh, from the Mayans. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous video with so many good scenes and good shots. Check it out. Um, You won't be disappointed, especially if you're into uh, looking at old history and seeing kind of cool videography and stuff. Uh, They got a lot of like crack team of amazing people that follow along with them on this journey. So check it out. But for now, back to the show. All right, everyone, welcome back uh, to the episode. We've just taken a quick one-second break yeah, literally. Uh, to, give, <laughs> to give you some recommendations. Uh, and now we're back, definitely the same day that we're recording, definitely the same I, day. I think that's uh, a... Nothing has changed between the two of us. <laughs> nothing has changed, uh, just that you have a micro hole in your left shoulder. Right shoulder. Right shoulder, right shoulder. That's the only thing that's changed between... That's... Yeah, uh, the first half of this episode going into the second one. Going into the second half. A... Uh, I'm one half Iron Man now. Uh, yeah, that's so true. Uh-huh. So tell me about it. How was your experience? Uh, what What were your thoughts going in yesterday? So going in, I, I was nervous, honestly. Okay. Um, I, I was nervous for a lot of reasons, I think. Um, obviously, surgery is not really like the most normal thing to happen on a day-to-day basis you know what i mean yeah and especially considering the fact that it was going to be my first time uh having something like that happen also um fun fact discovered uh this was the first time i've ever been to the hospital since i was born no way yep even even with the uh passing out from the uh habanero pepper incident I went to a, I went to like the doctors for that. Oh, you went to a clinic. Okay. I went to my, I went to like my clinic for that. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. No, like this is, this was the first time. Like even, so when I broke my metacarpals, Uh there was such a big space between that, that we just went to the, to the hand doctor. Okay. Yeah. And then they put a cast on and then, uh, you know, like six weeks later I went back and they cut the cast off. Yep. This was the first time that since I was born. That is really intriguing. Well, lucky you. 
Yep. Um, unfortunately, uh, my last visit to a hospital was literally a year ago tomorrow. No kidding. <laughs> the 23rd. That's right. Which brings some unfortunate baggage along with it. Yes, but it does bring some. a year s- nonetless. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, we'll keep going so, in that case. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I uh, I watched The Office on uh, on Wednesday night. Okay. And then thir- uh, at like twelve fifteen in the morning, I decided that I should try and get some sleep, uh, and and shocked myself with the fact that I lied down and went right to bed. Um, woke up at four forty five in the morning, got dressed, went to the hospital. Got to the hospital about five thirty. Um, checked in, did all of that stuff. You you go through like you uh, you know you have to sign like the yep. waiver the saying and stuff. Yep. the uh, uh, giving them like permission to do surgery on you, and saying like yeah like I consent to having. Um, if I end up getting my arm removed in the process by accident, uh, I'm not gonna sue something. So. Exactly, exactly. Although you exactly. totally could sue them if they really fuck up the surgery. If they really fucked it up, yeah. But. Yeah, there would have to be some lawyers involved. I feel like in that, yeah, in that case. But so anyway, um, then like because of Corona, j- this is just gonna be my own little uh, spiel here. This is a really good time to get a surgery, folks, uh, if you need it because of coronavirus. Uh, I was the only one there. Yeah, yeah. It was literally like there was no one in the waiting room. They they they're only allowing people to do like two or three surgeries at one time now, uh, and that is fantastic. Yeah, it makes it streamlined. There's a lot more personal care with you, I guarantee. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so the first thing I'll say is I was – the surgery itself was uh, scheduled to take an hour, and we figured probably – you know, we got there two hours earlier, and we figured an hour after getting there would be how long that took. Uh, I was there for seven and a half hours. Yeah, yep. Um, so like three and a half more than what we thought we would be there for. Um, so we'll get kind of into the nitty gritty details, but, uh, I will say, so post op, they were having trouble waking me up because turns out I have sleep apnea (laughs) and post post surgery there. They couldn't, they were having trouble getting oxygen to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I guess I woke up and then like passed out again. And then an hour and a half later after like an hour and a half after my surgery is when I like officially came to. Okay. Wow. Wow. And and then they had like the, they had me on the box and I was like breathing into the box and they're like, Uh come on, like Jesus dude, keep breathing. I'm like, I am breathing idiots. And, uh, that, that, that went on for another like hour or so. And then I finally, like finally like figured out, how to breathe <laughs> and, yeah. and the whole time the nurse is like talking to me and she's like yeah so you got this and this is something that you should consider looking into I'm like now is not the time to explain all this to me no especially especially post-surgery like yeah you may have like you may have had an extended period between like getting out of surgery and the recovery because like usually what happens is when you come out of recovery you're out of it for about an hour and then you kind of come to but you're still in that drugged out state and it takes a while like even though you took a lot longer and it the drugs aren't as potent by the time you like you have all that information coming at you at the same time Uh just after getting surgery it's like it's too much it's it's sensory it's it's ridiculous so there's no way that you're gonna understand anything yeah she's talking to me i'm like cool it's shocking that you even talk about it right now like well so that's the thing so Everyone told me that they didn't remember anything. Yeah. Right? Yep. I remember the second I fell asleep and the second I woke up and every detail in between. Really? Nice. Wow. Yeah. Now, here's 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 a fun anecdote for you as well. Um I have to I have to look it up really quick just to make sure that I get it right here. Hang on. Uh this 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 is going to make you laugh, I guarantee. So I'm, it's post recovery. I'm back in my, uh, back in the room. Um, and the, the nurse is just kind of asking me questions about how, how I'm doing and everything like that. And the, um, anesthesiologist came back in. Yep. Because he had offered me a nerve block, uh, pre operation. Uh huh. And I was like, no, 
Uh, I don't want that. If I wake up from surgery and I'm in a lot of pain, we can do the nerve block afterwards. And so he came back in to, to make sure that was happening. And while he was asking me questions, uh, I was like, did you, do you guys play music during the surgery? And he was like, yeah, we'll, we'll play music during the surgery. And I was like, did you guys play Unwritten by Natasha Benningfield in the surgery? No way. They played that song. And sur- it was stuck in my head ah, the whole ah, day. Ah. I will... I, I, I was literally in the recovery room going, feel the rain on your skin. No one else can feel it for you. That is amazing. And I asked him, and he was like, yeah, we, we played that song. That is incredible. Isn't that incredible. wacky? Incredible. Isn't that wacky? Yeah, it's it's things that your brain picks up on, I guess. Like, right? You just, you may have like a different, a different genetic makeup or higher brain activity than other people. And it can kind of cut through that stuff and it can absorb different things. Cause literally every time I've had surgery, like I remember the last number that I count down from that I counted to. Yeah. And then I remember waking up in the recovery and, and immediately it feels like no time had passed. And I, I always question is like, did, did we do the surgery? Is it already done? Or why, right. why did we stop? Like, why are we doing the surgery? Right. I have never, ever had like a moment where I remember can sense anything that's going on. Like if you would have asked them if they played music, I would have been like, oh yeah, <laughs> duh. They always play music. Like everything right. you see, like when the movies show surgery and they're playing some classical music or like really kind of like chill music and stuff during surgery that totally makes sense totally right but the fact that like you nailed the song the song the artist and the song is mind-blowing it's funny. it's it was literally just because when i woke up it was stuck in my head and i was like singing it in recovery and i was like i was like why is this song stuck in my head i haven't heard this song in years yeah. like i haven't listened to natasha beddingfield probably in this decade yeah yeah and i was like did they play music? It was it, so that's like the highlight moment. But I did. They didn't even get me to count down from a hundred. Oh wow! I went into the operation room. Uh huh. They scoot you off the stretcher and into the onto the like the bed, the actual bed. And I lied down, and the anesthesiologist put the mask on my head. Uh huh. And I remember I can't remember what I said, but I said something that made them all laugh, and that was it. And then I was asleep. Then you're gone. Out then of I was gone. Um. I do another detail is I actually requested not to get any of the uh, the the laughing gas okay, pre surgery. Gotcha. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to be in an augmented mental state. Like, I want to be all in proper mindset this whole time. So pre and post, there were no drugs to like calm my nerves. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and I and that that was nice and everything like that. So post op, I have no pain. Uh, since then I have only taken Advil. Oh, nice. Nice. I'm sitting here just in my sling. I cannot wait to get this gauze off. Yeah. Yeah. I have to wait until tomorrow to take it off and, and change it out for a new one. I just want to, I, I want to see the wound and make sure everything looks okay. So I'm like thinking about that, but, um, they sent me home probably 40 minutes after I went into my room from recovery. Okay. Gotcha. And I got, so yesterday we could have recorded. And I didn't have any anecdotes because, again, I wasn't, like, drugged up or anything like that. I was just kind of in my normal mental state. But I was down, dude. Yeah. Oh, no. I That totally makes sense. Like, it takes – the surgery takes a whole lot of energy out of you. Yeah. It kind of puts your body into shock, and your body's got to compensate for that somehow. So it's doing a whole lot of stuff to kind of recoup and try to make sure that it sends – everything to where it needs to go to heal up. So it, it knocks it out of you. Mm. Another thing, if you ever do a long stay at a hospital, um, when you stay at a hospital, they want you to get as much rest as possible. Yeah. When I go to the hospital and I'm there for multiple days, I pretty much am up 24 seven. Like I do these little short bursts, naps, 
where I'll do like an hour and a half to like three hours and then I'll be up for like four or five and then sleep for sure. an hour and then back up for another four hours and stuff. Um, but when I could like sleep all the time and sleep on a right schedule and I'd be in the hospital for about a week and I'd come back home, I'd be even more tired. Like I would have no energy um, and I would need to rest even more once I got back from the hospital. Right. So like, yeah, that totally yeah. makes sense to me that you'd be so out of it and not because of drugs or anything like that. Your body is just like over overworked, even though it wasn't really doing anything. Yeah. Right. And, and my mental state too, like I, yeah. I was, I yeah. was going to open with this, but like, I, I don't think I've ever been in like a more mentally dark place than that. <laughs> like, like not to, not to get too sappy on our yeah. comedy podcast, but like there were, there are some dark thoughts yesterday. Yeah. There yeah. are a few times where I checked myself. I'm like, damn dude, like don't be thinking that like, <laughs> like, like this is a temporary thing. You're going to go to sleep. You're going to wake up fine. And, uh, but like until about eight thirty last night, I was like very depressed. Sometimes your brain just doesn't when you get sick or something like that, you start to feel the feeling that you're feeling at that point is never going to end. Right. I guess I'm just going to have to figure out how to get used to this from now on. And eventually, eventually your brain kind of like, you can think yourself through it essentially. Yes. Yeah. 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 Remind yourself that like, it seems how you've had this experience now and you've gotten through it when this happens again, hopefully it doesn't ever happen again for you. But if it does, you can say, all right, I've been here before. I remember how this feels and I know that it's only temporary. Yeah. It might take a little bit longer, but this is only temporary. Right. And that's how I get through a lot of times when I get sick. Like when I feel uh, my asthma change and stuff. I always say to myself, like, all right, this happened to me X amount of times ago. This is the progress that is going to go through. This is the process I'm going to have to do, but eventually I'm going to be able to breathe better again. So it's, it's one of those things where it's just a brain exercise. And, right. You know, it sucks that you had to go through that, but at least you got something in your back pocket now. Um, to help bring you out of some of those situations. So. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, like I think a big life lesson was learned for me of like knowing, how, knowing that like I got through that, you know what I mean? Like yesterday, it just got to a point like at 6 PM, I think it was around six o'clock where literally like every minute I would be looking at the clock and be like, I had to remind myself, like, okay, I'm now a minute further away yes. from this. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, it, like it, it was just to that point where it was like every single minute. It wasn't an hour. It wasn't like 30 minutes or anything like that. It was every minute. I'd look up at the clock and be like, okay, I'm another minute further away from this. Yeah. And I'm another minute yeah. closer to tomorrow. And uh, tomorrow will hopefully bring, you know, better better attitude. And <laughs> I went to sleep at midnight. I watched a bunch of The Office last night. Yeah. Um, Michael Scott is almost leaving. Oh, wow. You're getting close to the end there. I'm hauling ass. Okay. I'm going to skip okay. seasons eight and nine and just watch the last episode. Yeah. Um, because I'm not interested in the show without Michael. And I also just kind of want to finish it. So <laughs> <laughs> you're getting burnt out. You're like, it's good, but ooh, too much. It's, it, it's good, but I just want it to be over. Um, I went to bed at midnight and I slept a full eight hours, uh, with the help of my good pal Advil PM. Nice. So and I got a couple of questions, uh, before we get out of this, uh, for the day. Um, first, did you experience yeah. that time, uh, or that lack of not missing any time? Did it feel like you just went aw- went asleep and then you woke up like t- no time passed for you or did it feel like time actually passed for you? I would say only because I had that like brief bit where I woke up and then fell back asleep again. Uh huh. It was it. I actually got a little bit of timing. Okay, gotcha. Like gotcha. like I actually I kind of felt the time a little bit because when I woke up I was like, when I, I remember initially being like when I woke up I was like what time is it and I thought it was like nine o'clock. Uh huh. And the nurse was like ten thirty and I was like shit. And then I fell back asleep and woke up at like noon and was like that, that to me, I think spaced that out a little bit. But when I think of him, the, the time between him putting 
the mask on and me waking up in the recovery room is a second. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it was a, in the blink of an eye. Yeah, it was done. It knocks you way down. I think that's like you get in such a deep sleep that it's almost as if you're like kind of in a um, stasis, I guess you could say. Like yeah. how they put people in like in in the movies for the future, like they put in, into like a deep sleep for traveling through long distances and stuff. Totally. The other question is, God dang it, I just had it. While you think of it. Okay. Uh, another fun little anecdote. So I, since quarantine started, I haven't really been shaving. Okay. Uh, but now that I broke my right clavicle, my dominant hand, I cannot shave. Yeah. And so I am no longer the beardless Twitch. Ooh, there you go. I've got myself a little bit of a ginger beard. You got a little stubble going. Okay. You're going to have to take pictures of this or shoot me a video so I can see it. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you a picture so that you can see. Uh, at the doctor's office, the anesthesiologist was like, uh, redheads need... They, he said 40% more uh, anesthetics to, to go to sleep before surgery. <laughs> and I was like, damn, what if I what if I had shaved before this? Like, <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So there's a fun fact. That's right? funny. Well, and it's it's been uh, like sort of proven redheads tend to have a higher pain tolerance. Interesting. So that kind of fe- feels like it would make sense. Like Which explains really t- why I've just been taking Advil. Yeah, it really takes a lot to like knock them down, essentially, is kind of what people are proposing uh, for redheads. That's why it's not bad to be a ginger. If you're a ginger, right. you're pretty solid. Like, But I guess it also proves that they're like unhuman or inhuman and stuff, <laughs> too, because they have a higher pain tolerance. Um, yeah. Oh, here's the last question that I had for you. Now that they've told you that you probably have sleep apnea, are you going to do a sleep study and uh, get yourself uh, decked out with a Vader mask so you can not snore at night? I might. Yeah. And here's why. Okay. The last year, I don't think I've gotten a single good night of sleep. And I never was curious about it because I had energy throughout the day. Uh huh. I could still go to the gym and go to work every day. But, like, my ability to retain information was starting to slip. And, like, when I would read, I noticed my eyes getting tired a lot more than, like, in previous years. Uh Uh-huh. And it wasn't to the point where I was like, oh, my God, something needs to be done. But it was definitely getting more noticeable. And that literally, like, fell in my lap of, like, this could be what's wrong. Yeah, and it it can affect you quite badly, um, depending on how bad it is for you. I got it pretty bad. So, like, I can't sleep without a CPAP. Right. It can really affect you down the road, especially if uh, you're one that gets migraines and stuff or headaches a lot. Um, That could just make it worse because you're basically what you're doing is you're depriving your brain of oxygen throughout the night. Right. And that can come with a whole, whole different side effects. Um, A lot of people that, snore do you have it that's like one of the biggest predictors if you snore there's a good possibility you got sleep apnea right um and it's seems to happen more people that are overweight or been overweight get it checked out it takes a little bit to get used to the machinery and stuff like that and you may be one of the lucky ones that doesn't actually have to get the machine you could probably get you could check out see if they have those mouth guards that just kind of pull your jaw open right. a little bit more. Um, and if you're able to do that, do that. Cause it sucks having to lug the machine around. And then pl- plus when you get into a relationship with somebody and <laughs> you move in and it's just like, uh, how are we going to do this? this? Yeah. I think hopefully, um, I don't know. I have done no research on it, but hopefully I've caught it early enough. And while I'm young enough that it, it should be something that I can catch on and start treating now. Yeah. Um, so in the next few months, I definitely look in. I'm definitely going to be looking into uh, fixing it. Gotcha. So because uh, like the worst that happens is like, oh, this doesn't improve my, you know, my energy through the day. And then it's like, well, at least now we know. But 
Um, but yeah, that was, it was kind of funny. Like waking up, I was hearing like machines beeping. And uh-huh. The nurse was like telling me to breathe. And I'm like, I'm breathing. She's like, you're not breathing. <laughs> yeah. No, this machine's giving you assist here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It can be scary. Like I've had one of those situations where I wasn't breathing very well. They didn't have to intubate me. Um, they didn't have to stick a hose down my throat. Um, but like I've had it to where they've had to put this full mask on my face and yeah. um, it would ha- actually have so much pressured air that it would like help me open up my lungs because I couldn't right. do it myself. And it's a very right. terrible feeling. Um, so, yeah, hopefully I never have to feel that again. Oh, totally. Was, it was a nightmare. It's, um, it's not fun. Well, I'm um, glad you made it through, sir, um, for your first surgery. Uh, hopefully it heals up quick for you. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, it seems to already be like doing pretty good. Nice. Um, like I can, I can lift my arm up uh, a little bit. I'm not supposed to, but I can, um, once we, so tomorrow I get to change the dressing. And, uh, once it's confirmed that there's no irregular bruising or swelling, I'm pretty much good to start. Like I, I won't have to wear the, uh, the brace anymore nice um and i can actually start like doing a little physical therapy so cool that'll be awesome so we're we're doing it um unfortunately i cannot edit this podcast yeah and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about that i'm gonna do a little like by the time you guys get to this point you guys will already know what's going on um but that's in the intro of this episode the reason why the break um and everything the last thing that I'll say is uh, during my recovery time, what I have been doing is listening to a very specific podcast. Which one is that? Ear Biscuits? Hours. Oh, you've been listening to Hours. Yes. Nice. I went back to episode one. <laughs> and uh, in between in between episodes of The Office or if I'm like going downstairs to do something or anything like that or before bed, uh-huh. uh, I've been chipping, chipping my way through. I'm almost to like our our star wars ones oh, like right after wow, stranger yeah. things yeah um yeah i i kind of i've gone back a couple times to listen to earlier episodes um mostly because it's gonna be i we end up covering a subject that was in a similar vein to something that we've done now like i went back when we did the ready player one redo um yep. i went back and listened to the initial episode on that when we did our first uh episode for the Batman Dark Knight comic series, I went back and listened to the Wolverine, Old Man Logan Wolverine uh, episode just to kind of see like how we structured it then and how it could be improved on the second time around. And I, I mean, like, I think I have said this before on the show, but Twitch and I didn't make the podcast to, to get famous or to get lots of money or anything like that. No, um, It would be a great like benefactor of it. Yeah, all right. we, I, I we guess still it, want you to give us all your money exactly, at yeah. some point, but that's not the end goal right now. Right. Um, I initially like jumped on board for this idea because I wanted like a place where all of my stupid nerd ideas could be documented. Uh-huh. And so it's good to like be able to go back and listen to some of those things and see like how my mindset has changed yes. over the years. Yeah. Um, Still being a fanboy nowadays, but understanding that not all media is perfect, um, and it, it's 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 kind of it's been fun going back and and listening to those. So yeah, and it's it's fun it's fun seeing those sometimes because uh, it's fun listening to them and hearing yourself contradict yourself. Yes, because your future self. Yeah, a lot. Like yep. I, it happens to me all the time. Like I'm like, oh fuck, did I really say that? Like yeah. I, I don't believe that anymore, but like, <laughs> or for me, I hear, it's like, what for me, it's like, I can't believe I said that. Yeah. Or it's, like, something, like, or it's something that I clearly know and I totally flub it up and get the yep. facts wrong and stuff. I'm like, why did I say that? I know it's not so-and-so I know it's not that person or I know it's not that movie. Why did I say that? So. Uh, one that's been interesting for me is that I actually have heard myself say a few things that I didn't know I knew. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that I, I, I like the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, surely I had my phone open to Google when I said that. Cause yeah. there's no way I just knew that off the dome. <laughs> like, there's just no way. 
Oh, too good. Well, in that case, uh, that's it for this episode. Um, we are going to have more episodes. We actually have two uh, that have already been recorded that we're going to get out after this. Uh, this kind of just needed to take precedent because it kind of explains a little bit more of why we were gone for so long. Um, and uh, check us out. We are on all the places that you can find uh, podcasts. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, all the places. Um, Pornhub. Sure, Pornhub even. Um, make sure yep. to subscribe, like our episode, review us, uh, share us with all your friends and family, um, because eventually we do want to take all your money. Um, yep. And we'll get there. McDuck it. Uh, and don't forget to check us out on the social medias. You can find us on Twitter at KNNerds, or you can go to Facebook and search up Know Nothing Nerds. Like our page there, stay in touch with us. And then if you want to give us a uh, snail mail, uh, maybe uh, invite us to a surgery party where we get to go watch somebody do surgery, uh, you can do that at knownothingnerds at gmail.com. Heck yeah. All right. And we'll see you when we next see you. Yes, which should be hopefully soon. So. It should hopefully be soon. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.